Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 19 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to FASD Hope. I am so thrilled to have my friends and fierce advocates in, in FASD advocacy, Jen Wisdall and Susan Shepard Carlson, both from FASD United, giving us our final legislative update of the year. Susan and Jen, welcome back to FASD Hope. Woo, so happy to be here. Hey. <laughs> I agree. This is a great way to end the year. So we're here to talk about what our listeners need to do, what we, and the amazing progress we've made in S2238 HR 4151, the FASD Respect Act. So Susan, let's start with you. Tell us about the amazing progress that we've made in the past 11 months of this wonderful act that's being introduced. Well, Natalie, it's just been an incredible effort. When I think about when we first started with this, and I think even before Jen, you know, we were trying to explain, you know, what this legislation was. And Jen came on board and she was the one actually that asked to change some wording because it was a longer name for the bill. And she suggested FASD Respect Act. And it was from that moment on that this movement just caught on by the, by the advocates. And that was, I believe, in early March, right, Jen? Okay. Yeah, early and March 8th, to be precise. March, <laughs> March 8th. And we have had over 150 meetings around the country in uh, many, many different states. Um, and we've had over 500 advocates uh, in those meetings. And these are meetings that advocates, constituents have set up themselves. And the FASD United policy team has been there for for their support. And the meetings have been just incredible. And frankly, it was the only way that this issue was going to move forward because Congressmen, policymakers, staff have a certain understanding of our systems of care, and FASD has been largely absent. And for them to hear those stories of of, uh, those with FASD, the families, was invaluable. So we've had, uh, since then, we've had 15, we have 15 co-sponsors in the house and that's in 10 states. We've had seven co-sponsors in the Senate and that's in four states. And I know that we had talked earlier that it was gonna, you know, we're gonna get all these authors during FASD Awareness Month and we were going to get it passed out of committee in October. Well, Congress uh, has been crazy. If, if we pay any attention at all to what's going on in Congress, it's just been crazy. And our issue has not been obviously at the top of their agenda. But what it has allowed us to do 
is to really go into states where we haven't made progress and uh, where uh, and members of committees that we haven't had before. So we have the luxury of time. And I think it's looking like next, uh, early next year that we're going to get this uh, bef- you know, before a committee. And that's wonderful. Even though we're a little disappointed that it hasn't been passed yet, we were anticipating um, that it was going to, you know, when we talked earlier this year, we are making the most out of the time that we have to get more co-sponsors, to get more support of this wonderful bill. So that's why I'm, I'm so glad you both are back on for this end of the year legislative update. So we have work to do and we have we have a need for you to help us listeners. So now I'm passing it to Jen and she's going to share the facts and she's going to share some critical points in this time period that we can make the most of. Thanks, Natalie. And, you know, just to mirror on what, what Susan said, you know, we've had over 150 meetings with legislators. That's unprecedented really in, in FASD land. That's um, something that um, we never could have accomplished, Susan and I, on our own. And when we talk about advocates, when we talk about constituents, that's kind of, that's a word for you. So if you're listening, that is a word for you. That is a word for you as a parent or a caregiver or a foster parent or a grandparent or an individual with FASD constituent advocate means you. And so people just like you, people who are overwhelmed in their day to day, people who are sitting at night going, oh my gosh, what do I do? People who are really celebrating the strengths of their loved ones with FASD. Those people, people just like you are reaching out and calling their two senators and their one representative, and they're asking for a meeting. They're sending them emails uh, asking for a meeting. They are filling out a form on their senator or their representative's website asking for a meeting. And then they're setting up that meeting and telling their story. And on every single one of these meetings we have, we have someone with lived experience who's set the call who's put this in motion with their legislator. It's not Susan and I calling up the the senators saying, hey, we'd like to meet with you. Uh, It doesn't work that way. (laughs) If it did, well, you know, I might be a little bit hoarse today because I'd be calling all the time. (laughs) But um, this really is, um, you know, a chance for you to tell your story. And we've had, like Susan said, over 500, honestly, I would guess that it's probably far higher than that um, on these calls. And what they're doing is twofold. Yes, we want this bill passed. We will do whatever it takes, whatever we need to do to get this bill passed. And we need your help in doing that. But the other thing that this is doing, and it's really twofold, is it's getting the word about FASD out there outside of the FASD circle. So you think about our social media posts and things that people do in FASD world, and you go to a training, and you, you notice how you always see the same people there? Just think about that. You always see the same people there. You see the same posts being passed around in our social media circles. And that's awesome because we're celebrating our community. We're learning more in our community. We're doing more in our community. That's really cool. And it's necessary and it's vital. 
But what these meetings are doing is taking our stories and moving them outside of the FASD circle. And they're moving them into the playing field of people who can do something about it. You know, even if, let's say, uh, for example, that this um, senator's office that we're meeting with, we're meeting with one of their legislative assistants. That legislative assistant, odds are, is going to move on to go into politics. Well, if they have a good ground floor level understanding of FASD, because we've advocated for this bill, you know, Tommy's mom has advocated for this bill, um, Josephine has called up and self-advocated uh, for this bill. They are learning firsthand from lived experience what's going on with FASD, and now they're in a position to do something about it. So I think that's really exciting. And I would encourage you, if you haven't yet, go on nofastpolicycenter.org or link to us through the FASD United uh, website because we've had a name change in the middle of all this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go on there and click on the FASD Respect Act. And what you'll find under that um, that banner is a link for individual advocacy where you can click on your state and it'll pull up documents on FASD specific to your state. All your legislators information, you can click on a button and it'll give you a template for what to say to your legislator to get a meeting. Uh, it has my phone number there, my email address. Um, anything you might need for advocacy is right there at one spot. Additionally, let's say you wanna get political on your social media. We have a huge suite of social media posts that aren't branded with FASD United. They're not branded with anybody because nobody owns FASD um, that you can use either for your organization or for yourself um, to promote the FASD Respect Act on social media. Now, a word on that. If you haven't followed or friended or uh, connected with your legislator online, you need to do that. Um, so find out who your two senators and your rep are and then follow them on social media. You might not like what they have to say. They might be, not be from the same party that you are. Um, you might not agree with their politics. But gosh, isn't it a good idea to know what's going on? This is a bipartisan bill. This, this is totally is. So important is. for people to know. Just like no organization owns FASD, no party owns this issue. This is bipartisan. This impacts everyone. The bill is introduced bipartisan. Our sponsors are bipartisan. We have sponsors from both parties and seriously from about as far conservative to as far liberal as you get on this bill. And that's pretty cool, right? That this can be a unifying thing. So really encourage you to, um, get connected with your legislators, find out what's going on with them. And if they're in your district, if they are over the holidays, this is a great opportunity. If they are going to be at an event near you, go out and see them. Wear your FASD shirt, carry a sign that says the FASD Respect Act. Um, if you need help getting some materials together, call me, email me, 
right? The, we want to connect with as many of them as possible so that it's just a slam dunk when it comes time to get this through committee. You know, and, and I was looking back because I was getting a little discouraged earlier this month about where we were at. Susan's laughing at me now because we both had this really down day about, oh my goodness, when is this just going to move? What's going to happen? And I went back and looked because this bill, a, a variation of it, was introduced last Congress. And last Congress, we had COVID going on and everything, and it, it was a mess. But um, last Congress, we had two senators supporting the bill. We have seven now. So seven doesn't seem like a huge number until you realize how many times more that is than what we had last time. We've more than doubled the amount of representatives that we have co-sponsoring the bill. Like these are, this is something to celebrate and be proud of. And this has happened because you, mom, you, dad, you, grandma, you, grandpa, you, auntie, you, uncle, you, yourself have reached out and made this happen. And what we need is more of you. I love that, Jen. Every time. I hear you talk. It just inspires and motivates me. So Susan, before we dive into critical facts with Jen, can you get us up to date on you are here on our timeline for the Respect Act? Yes. So where are we now in terms of the Respect Act? I know we were hoping we'd be further on, but right now, let's talk about where are we now? Okay. Well, the bill was introduced, uh, as your listeners will recall, back the end of June, and it was referred to the policy committees in both the House and the Senate, uh, Help Committee in the uh, Senate and the Energy and Commerce Health Subcommittee. And what we did from the very beginning first was focused on contacting members of those committees. And which we've learned with all of our meetings, that was the exact right strategy. Because once we get meet with all these different members and hopefully get them on board, then once we get the support of members of the committee, then it will be a good ask uh, of both of those chairs to be heard in those committees. So we're right in the process now of We've met a lot of members of those committees, and we've sent a letter to uh, Patty Murray's committee to have uh, their support, and we're in the process of finalizing a letter to uh, Anna, Representative Anna Eshoo and meeting with her staff. So that's why, Natalie, it's so important uh, to, to have the advocacy with you know, the members of those committees, those that we haven't had, and we can we can provide those, along with just getting more and more members on board. Now, I know, as Jen mentioned, we would, we've had a lot of meetings, and we've had some with congressmen who have actually given us their support, but they haven't signed on the dotted line. It hasn't come through congress.gov. And so, you know, and Jen is in sales, and she knows that, that with sales, it's not just the first meeting, you have to cultivate that relationship. And you need to uh, follow up 
And sometimes not even have it be an ask, but maybe a thank you, you know, especially if it's, if you have something you would like them to know and just thank them again for taking the time because they're, the, these staff members are so busy and have so many things going on. And it's not intentional maybe that they haven't had a chance to look at the bill and, and show it to their boss. It's because of that time and the craziness. So don't feel bad or feel that, oh my God, they haven't, they haven't, you know, it hasn't, their member has not uh, signed onto the bill. So it's just keep at it and just keep asking and keep contacting and thanking. And Susan, I'm so thankful for your encouragement because we're not where we thought we would be. However, we've made so much progress. And, and that I think is hopeful, um, especially comparing it to how the bill was introduced last year. You know, it, this is such a better bill. We've got so much more support. And like Jen always says, we're building a community while we pass this legislation which, which is key. And I'm just, Susan, I'm just so thankful for you. You have been such an amazing force in the FASD community. And I, I just am so thankful that you are spearheading with Jen, this, this amazing legislation that we all hope and pray will be passed. So now well, I'm you're getting- very, you, you're very, well, you're very kind. And I just want to say that that day that both Jen and I were feeling a little down, we received a video from one of our sponsors because we're having the uh, FASD United celebration of stars uh, Friday the 3rd. And so they, uh, we, we received videos from them, or at least we had at that time too. And they were just incredible, the ones we saw videos. And so I just wanna do a shout out to our, our sponsors, uh, Senator, Murkowski and Klobuchar and McCollum and Young. Uh, and if people tune into that, to the benefit, they'll be able to, to hear them give their remarks. And I think it will be a booster uh, knowing that our supporters are really behind this bill. And we'll be sharing that information and that link, which is happening this Friday, December 3rd. We'll be sharing that on our social media, as well as in the program notes for this episode. So make sure you attend. I'm looking forward to attending that. I think it's going to be a wonderful event. So now we're going to, and thank you, Susan, again, for mentioning yeah. that. So You're now welcome. I'm going to pass it to Jen Wisdall. We've got some critical states and we've got, this is like a rally. We need listeners, especially in, Everywhere, of course, we need support and listeners everywhere, but we have some key states and some key areas that we really need your help in. And I'm going to pass the mic to Jen so she can get the troops rallied for this. Okay, this is an announcement. <laughs> if you live in the states of Oregon, Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, Arizona, New Mexico, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Mississippi, Tennessee, South Carolina, or West Virginia. Crickets, my friends, we need you. <laughs> we need you. And, and by you, I don't mean somebody who really understands is involved and is involved in the political process. I don't mean somebody who watches the news every night and really knows what's going on in Congress. 
I don't mean somebody who has money and donates to political campaigns. I mean you. I mean you sitting down right now, laying in bed, listening to this podcast. We need you. We will help you every step of the way, but we need you to reach out to your legislator because coming from you, somebody who maybe isn't as involved in the political process, although maybe you are, and that's okay too. I'm not saying don't if you are, but we need you. And this is something tangible that you can do that will make a difference. Absolutely will make a difference. Even if this bill doesn't pass and it's going to pass, we're going to make sure it passes. But even if it doesn't, what you will do in bringing this topic to light with your legislators is create awareness and have somebody in our centers of government knowing more about what it is to live with FASD or what it is to live with a loved one with FASD, what it is to have to fight for services and have to educate everybody around you on this instead of them knowing and being the ones to help you. So if you live in any of those states, we need you. If you live in any of the other states, we need you. <laughs> and Jen, Jen, I, w- I would add New Jersey. Uh, I know we've had one, but New Jersey, because the chair of the Energy and Commerce Committee is Representative Pallone, and he's from New Jersey. So the more people that we have from New Jersey, the better. Yep, absolutely. California also, um, although I would say that California advocates have been on fire lately. Um, We have uh, really had a lot of meetings in California, but California, I don't know if you know this, has the most representatives of any state. There are a bajillion of them. So where there's some states that might have one representative, California has 50 some odd. Um, Like it's a lot. Um, The next closest state, I believe, is Florida with 36. So, you know, if you're looking at getting involved, two senators, one rep. And this is why it's important for you, you sitting at home listening to this, to be involved. Because what are the odds that somebody who lives where you live, because your representative covers a specific area in your state. So what are the odds that somebody who has a diagnosis with FASD or has a family member diagnosed with FASD or is aware of FASD is going to be reaching out to that that congressperson? What are the odds? Probably not that great. This is why we need you. You are important. Your voice is important and we need it. So I am going to make a graphic of and and list those states. And whoever is listening, if you know someone or if you are in those states, please reach out to Jen and please share your voice as a parent advocate. I can tell you and I know Jen and Susan have told me this countless times, the parents and self-advocates families of those that have an FASD are the voices that the legislators listen to the most because our voices have power, everybody. That's why I love podcasting because 
people's stories and people's voices have power. So we're going to share some wonderful graphics this week, sharing where, you know, those critical states. And then if you're in a state that's not critical, but you still want to help, please, we're going to list things you can do, ways you can reach out, ways you can make this time productive so that we can get this needed, desperately needed legislation passed. So Natalie, I just wanted to add, you know, the author or the sponsors that we've gotten on the bill have been the direct result of our advocates, the, the main advocates, the Kansas advocates, the Alaskan advocates, the Minnesota advocates, you look at the states that we have, and there's been huge advocacy. And there's, and it's going to happen in California. I just know it's just a matter of time because they have been terrific. And I know when I started, I shouldn't start something unless I, because I might leave somebody out. But the, the advocates in those states have been incredible. And that's why we have authors. And uh, again, it's a lot of work. But I think the result is going to make a big, big difference. I also want to give a huge shout out to our advocates in Hawaii. We have uh, also authors on both the Senate and the House. So big shout out to our Hawaiian advocates. Absolutely. So, Jen, before we end on our hope takeaways and how people can just have hope in the new year that this bill will be passed and that our next legislative update will be so close to the finish line. That'll be in 2022. But before we share that, can you please just again, go through the steps for our listeners on how they can reach out to you, how they can make things happen? Absolutely. So you want to contact, you want to contact your two senators and your representative or your your congressperson and one of the ways you can do that that just to make it very easy is to go to the nofastpolicycenter.org um, you can also link to that through the fasd united homepage if you click on the policy tab and there is a whole section on that website on the fasd respect act in that section, if you click on individual advocacy, it'll take you to your state. And we have steps one, two, and three. Step one, contact your two senators. And we've got the email or the, the websites for your senators listed right there. And if somebody's already met with them, we've got that listed on the website too. So you, you have some other steps to take. But um, you click on a button to get the template for setting a meeting cut, paste, send an email off to both your two senators. Then you go to step two. Step two, connect with your representative. Well, some of us don't know who our representative is, right? Because the districts that these representatives work in don't necessarily make sense. It's not like, oh, this city is covered by this person. This city is covered by that person. It doesn't work that way. So um, there's a link to find out who your congressperson is or your representative is. We use those words interchangeably. Um, and then it's their websites and how to connect with them. And so you click on their website, you fill out the little contact form, you cut and paste the template that we already have there for you to get the meeting. And then it even lists my phone number and email address for if you do get a meeting. 
um, we'll set up a practice call with you to help you uh, figure out uh, what to say. We've got some great materials to help you in figuring that out that uh, the folks up in Alaska have helped us with. And um, then we'll help you book the meeting too. We'll set up a calendar request, the Zoom, like I am your concierge to all things advocacy. So if you need it, just ask. And then step number three is going out and getting whatever organizations you can find in your state to sign on as a supporter. Um, those might be national organizations. Those might be small businesses. Those might be trade associations that you're a member of. That might be your local PTA. Um, whoever, uh, whatever organizations, your church, your sports teams um, that want to sign on as supporters of this bill, we ask you to do that too. And that's all right there on the website. So one, senators, two, reps, three, organization, boom, 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 you're done. Unless you want to do more, in which case, if you have relatives living in other states that are aware of your journey, reach out to them. Uh, we've had a fabulous advocate from the state of California who has uh, fortunately a lot of siblings. <laughs> and so we've been able to get meetings in Connecticut, in Nebraska. Um, we've got uh, another, uh, another advocate from the state of Georgia who's reaching out to family in Florida. Um, one from Texas who's reaching out to West Virginia. Um, one from New York who's reaching out to Delaware and Maine. So yeah, there's our Vermont, sorry. Um, there's a lot that can be done um, just by just by you and you telling your story. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And before we end on our hope takeaways, which this episode is a great big hope takeaway because we've come so far, we still have a little ways to go, but we have made some wonderful progress. Jen, can you tell me about what's happening this Friday? December 3rd. Our event coming up this Friday is the Circle of Stars celebration. And in the past, uh, NOFAS FASD United has had a, an annual gala to celebrate and fundraise and honor. And um, it's been in Washington, D.C. And some people have flown in to do it. And it's really been a, a wonderful celebration of uh, people who've done great things in the FASD world. But with today's culture, um, with COVID, with, with everything happening, um, doing it online made a lot more sense. And so if you think of the old FASD United uh, Gala as the Oscars, this is the People's Choice Award. This is uh, a celebration for us by us, um, a celebration of the FASD community. So 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday, December 3rd, um, we're, we're going to be celebrating. We're going to be celebrating all these wonderful advocates. Um, we have an advocacy star of the year. We have an awareness star of the year. I'm really excited for these. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're honoring uh, an affiliate that's done some great things this year. We're honoring a researcher that's brought some great things to uh, the FASD community. Um, we're honoring somebody who's given their life of service to um, supporting the, the work that needs to be done for FASD. So um, this is, it, yeah, it's a fundraiser, but it's also a chance to celebrate 
what we've done and where we've come from and let it be for everyone. Um, because not everybody can afford to get on a plane, uh, buy a cocktail dress, uh, fly to, um, you know, fly to Washington, D.C. And, and attend these events. So this is really an event for us, um, for you, that uh, we, we hope you would attend. And Susan, I know you have some wonderful information to share also. Well, and Jen did an excellent job, and I've attended a number of the NoFast events, uh, and the last one was in 2019. And this one I am so excited about because, as I mentioned earlier, we've, we're going to have remarks from our, from our sponsors, and I think advocates are going to love hearing what they have to say. And it's going to give them a lot of energy going forward into 2022. And I just want to say, without the pandemic, we would not have been able to do what we've done. Because when you lobbied or advocated before you did it in person, you know, you go back to conference calls, they don't work. I mean, Zoom has worked. And that's what we're doing Friday night. It'll be a fun night. There'll be holiday music and, you know, surprise guests. Uh, It should be. And we're also raising funds for FAS United to be able to continue doing what we're doing and even better because this FAS Respect Act is just the beginning. And it's our, like we've, we've said all along, it's for our foundation, but there's so much more to do. So I hope that people will, will tune in and just enjoy the evening and celebrate the evening of our circle of stars. Love it. I'm very much looking forward to this. And thank you so much for sharing this. We'll have those links and that information in our social media posts this week, as well as in our program notes. Jen and Susan, it's always a pleasure talking with you. I love spending my time with you and I love you both give me hope because not only is this legislation hopeful for the FAST community, but like you said, Susan, you know, this community of FASD, self-advocates, family advocates, everyone in this community, there's just so much energy. There's so much wisdom and there's just so much life in this community. And I'm really honored that we can share it with not only, you know, in the United States, but in the world. I mean, it's amazing to think that other countries are looking at what we're doing here and saying, hey, we can do that too. And Susan, just like you said, the FASD Respect Act, this is just the beginning. And that is like, I'm getting goosebumps saying that. So Susan, one more hope takeaway from you, and then we'll end with Ms. Jen on her hope takeaway. Well, Natalie, I just want to say, you know, I've been involved in this issue for over two decades, and I must say that I have never seen the FASD community coming together and making a difference like this with the FASD respect in all those years. So it, I am extremely hopeful uh, because it's, you know, it, those of us who've been in this for a long time, you you hope that things will change, but they haven't gotten to where we would like. And I really feel we're on that road now. Thank you, Susan. And Jen, how can we end on hope? 
I think there's hope because it's in our control. There is so much in the world of FASD that is out of our control, is out of our circle of influence. And that can be hard. You can feel powerless at times. Um, this is something we can control. This is something that we can do. And that gives me hope, but it also helps me feel empowered. And, and I see the empowerment of the FASD community growing together and, and being together. And I love that. That gives me hope for the future and hope for my kids. And I am so thankful and so blessed to know you both and, and to have you just be the champions in FASD advocacy that, that you are. Susan, the legend of FASD advocacy, former first lady of Minnesota, Su Susan Shepard Carlson, and fellow mama advocate, mama bear advocate, and policy and training coordinator of FASD United, Jen Wisdall. Thank you both for being on FASD Hope. I know you will both be back in early 2022 to give us another update. And we have a lot to be hopeful for in the upcoming year. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Becchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com. Or please leave us a five-star rating and review. And follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us again next week. And remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.